Hello and welcome to Vet Art Span. I'm Fred Johnson, your passport guide on this exciting and important creative journey. Vet Art Span is a project which is a part of Creative Forces, an initiative of the National Endowment for the Arts, in partnership with the U.S. Department of Defense and Veteran Affairs and state and local arts agencies. This is your Vet Art Span podcast. We're honored that you've joined us. Welcome. Hello and welcome to another edition of Vet Art Span. I'm Fred Johnson and we are out and about in Tampa Bay today. We're actually um, very happy to be at the Morian Art Center here in St. Petersburg, Florida. And our guest today is Matt Piepenbrock, who is the manager of the Hot Shop here at the Morian Art Center. Um, Matt, welcome to Vet Art Span. Well, I'm glad to have so we're going to take a journey now to kind of understand, you know, uh, as, as, as we've been explaining along the way that uh, our hope uh, during this year as we travel around the state and have the opportunity to connect with um, artists and veteran artists and community folk is to really get the connection. And one of the questions that I've got most is like, you know, this uh, healing and feeling better art thing and veterans. And so I thought we'd try to divide it up. And we're really happy today to have a conversation with you representing an art center that has had some real significant impact with veterans. So would you give us an overview of the Morian Art well, Center? It would be my honor and my privilege. Um, basically, the Morian Art Center is a community arts um, place where you can kind of come and what we like to say is, is find the artist within. So the arts are kind of like a universal language. And the Morian is basically four large pods. Um, we have our, the glass end of that. Um, that's kind of what I take care of. I take care of all the glass studio needs. And then we have the, what we call the Morian Education Center. So it's our main campus building uh, where we do photo, photo printmaking, painting, drawing, pretty much everything else. We have our clay center um, that's in the old uh, train station here in St. Louis. Oh, yeah. yeah it's considered right. one of the largest play centers in the southeast here. And then we also have what we call the Chihuly Collection. It's the, um, it's the only privately owned public collection of Dale Chihuly's work. Mm. And so that's kind of like one of our biggest draws here. And it really gives us a, a really big impact in the glass community here. Um, so one of the first things when I came down here, I was... Uh, uh, I, was, I guess I was tasked at kind of like building the, the glass student, kind of expanding on our capabilities. Mm -hmm. And part of that was community programming. And so I grew up in a veteran family. Um, you know, it was my son's uh, MSG or Marine Security Guard for the, um, what do you call that, the, the embassies. Oh, right, yeah. So that uh, I keep him pretty busy. <laughs> Very proud of him. Um, and then my, uh, my father was a master sergeant in the, uh, oh, sorry, master chief in the Navy. It's a little different. Mm -hmm. Um, my uncles were all Marines. Um, my grandfather and his father's fathers were all um, officers in the Army. So I kind of come from that, that, that world. And I chose to not take that path. Um, but I grew up uh, watching a lot of, you know, PTSD. That was a very common thing. Um, my grandfather coming out of World War II liberated a lot of um, internment camps. Um, so he never really talked about it a lot, and he was on the front lines, um, so he was an interpreter, so he was always on the front lines. So he tried not to talk about that, and he used blacksmithing as his, as his output. Oh. So that was kind of his way of kind of avoiding those stresses. 
So it's, it was really commonplace in our family to have something that we used as you know a way to bridge move your mind, bridge yeah. that those yeah. feelings and those things. That, because you know we were military men and we didn't talk about our feelings. You know, yeah. We didn't do that huggy feely thing. You know, I don't think I ever got a hug from my grandfather. It was uh, you know he was very. A rigid uh, individual. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was different ways that it was expressed. Um, growing up, um, we grew up on on the family farm, and it was one of those things. Like if you didn't like it, you went out and you know you either pounded on metal or you went and cranked on the tractor. So, or you know, <laughs> my thing to avoid all that was I always went out into the woods. I was always like like that hunter gatherer, mm-hmm. and I always found myself building strange things out there, just building weird mm-hmm. environmental like art installations as it as I said got older and kind of looked back to, to see what I was doing. Um, so, like, the arts for me were always my release to deal with that. Um, and then one of the things that you don't get in a lot of programming is how does PTSD, TBI, substance abuse, how does that affect the family? And I come from that end of it, where I grew up seeing that. I saw that impact on what it did to the family, and there was, and there, and there was always wanting to find a better way. Mm-hmm. Like finding a way that you can help not just the veteran but the family and themselves. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of where when I stepped into the the Morian, um, and I was addressed by Chris Stowe, and it was like when I when he came to me and asked me to start a veterans program um, in glass blowing, I was like yes, 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 and yes. Oh, that's so great! And we'll we'll have the opportunity to really speak to uh, mm-hmm. to Chris Stowe in our next program. Right. And it's really wonderful. So I mean, I've I've I've, I've heard. Several really, really important connectors here. One is that, albeit you were you were not yourself in the military, but your life was touched by your relatives who who were in the military, and that's another one of those conversations that we have because there are some folk because of the of the uh, ending of the draft in the in the early seventies, um, so they were disconnected from. So there are some folk who are um, civilian, civilian, civilian. And who have not don't really understand sort of the military cultural essence right. of what it is to be involved with the service to be a, a, a service family member, um, and then there's your, people like yourself who you know you've been a part of it and you understand it. Right, you get dragged around the world. You're, you're always right. on base. Um, right, you right. kind of get used to the acronyms, but yeah. you know. But you loved art, and I mean, and that was art was a part of your family. I think it was really interesting too. To I think it's a, a maybe even more of a military thing than a generational thing. Me kind of just being on the edge just below that generation where we were as men we were taught you know don't show your emotions and things but you know this imagery this beautiful imagery of the blacksmithy so in other words I'm, I'm, I'm moving in and I'm moving through mm-hmm. and I'm building bridges to my, my inner self again right. you know through my contact and my making you know the right. art of making so okay so you're here and you meet Christo who is a magnificent gentleman a, a former, former marine and just a Magnificent gentleman. I'm excited to have everybody meet Chris. He's been really involved in all of what Creative Forces oh, has done. Um, so, so then, how did the process happen? So here we are, the Maureen Art Center. Chris Stowe, a veteran, mm-hmm. comes to to Matt and says, "Hey, would you consider?" So then, what happens? Well, you know, um, one of the things you're going to learn about Chris is he's been at the forefront of art and therapy for the military since its kind of inception. Correct. And uh, it's a new thing for the military. I mean, the arts have been used for the military uh, for a long time. And that, you know, if you look at, like, World War I, uh, they were using artists to paint ships. Right. Um, cubism was used to 
break the, the pattern of the ships up. And so like a lot of like the camouflage. Um, a lot of the artists had a lot to do with that. Films promoting, right? You know, films, and what was uh, happening. Propaganda. Yeah. Like yeah. I said um, art is really a universal language, but not art for healing, and that's right. the unique and piece. And art for healing. I mean, one of the things um, you know, when we were up at the um, Creative Forces Summit, one of the things you you really get to understand is you know, upper brass doesn't like that touchy feely thing. Mm-hmm. There's still that old generation of sure. like my father and my father's father was like, no man, we're real men, we're going to war. But you know, and then one of the things that I've always learned is that that's a really small population in the military. Like if you think about who's on the front line and who's doing that, that's not, you know, I want to just, you know, I don't want to throw numbers out here. I want to say it's something like 17% of the military is actually on the front line. Everything else for every soldier on the field, there's, there's everyone behind him that's that right. has to support him. So there's mm-hmm. a lot happening. But that whole, uh, the whole process, uh, when we went there, I was trying to understand how you bring that healing into um, the arts. And for me, I mean, I've got four advanced degrees in the arts. Like, I really just dove into academic art um, as a young gentleman, and I haven't stopped. Like, the other day I was reading books, and my wife's like, are you studying for a test? So I was like, no, no. You know, it's just, it, after a while, it becomes part of who you are. But for me, the arts were always how I got away from all that stress that was put on me from mm. um, growing up in the family. You know, my dad was in the nuclear navy, so I didn't see him very often. When he came back, it was, there was a lot of stress that kind of happened there. Um, and so I was always, it was always doodling, drawing, whatever it took to kind of create a new world for me. Like, I always knew I wanted something different, and that's why I chose not to go down the military path. Mm-hmm. But what I found out um, through the university systems was that you could use art to kind of get into people's minds, to kind mm-hmm. of not only get in there, but to remove stuff mm-hmm. and to add stuff, to find new ways of thinking and mm-hmm. uh, new ways of seeing things. And that's, I think, what art does for you. And I think that's what was trying to be addressed at the Creative Forces Summit, was that mm-hmm. this can help rebuild pathways in the brain that either have been damaged, that we've built walls that we don't want to think about, but this is a way to healthily go in there and reassess what that damage is and kind of find a way for that. And for me, like, the the glass blowing really attracts a certain type of individual. And that individual is that person that is not that huggy, feely kind of person. So when you think about, like, all the brass that are like, well, we don't want to send our, our, our boys into, like, you know, this... We don't want to make them soft, right? Um, and glass blowing is kind of the opposite of that. It, there's a, a sense of danger that's in there, and it takes a certain type of individual to kind of approach 2,300-degree glass, to, yeah. to want to touch it, to want to work with that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was kind of like a unique thing that I knew going into that summit. Like, this was the link that was missing. So this was the piece of, of you know, it's, it's a lot like um, blacksmith. So there's, you know, there's a lot of veteran blacksmithing programs that attract that same type of individual. Um, and it has a lot to do with the way they think and the way they operate and the way they're trained. So um, through that, uh, that process, we kind of linked up with the National Endowment for the Arts. Uh, we linked up with Chris Stowe, who, uh, who's also, um, you know, like he said earlier, he's done a lot of that. And, and he's tried to do other programs in other spaces um, with other... Um, you know, uh, organizations, but it's the fact that when we met, um, there was a different sense of pride 
connecting. Mm. Mm. Um, so to me, it was it was family. Um, and Chris is a Marine, and one of the things with Marines is like once a Marine, always a Marine. And, That's right. Um, it is a big family, and um, you know I'm not directly I'm I'm not a Marine, but I'm I am part of that family. No, you're 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 the dad of a Marine and the son of a Marine, right? so, so you know it's like, <laughs> it's like yeah, you're kind of stuck. In you're kind of grandfathered into the process. I know the, the further I tried to get away from it, the, yeah. the more I found that I was actually going towards it. Yeah, and I, I didn't see that until I met Chris and. Um, we're very passionate about what we do, and um, you know it gives me goosebumps to think about it. And uh, I'm, you know, I was really excited about that process. And what it comes down to is dedication. Um, it's what we, you know, the willingness to run that program, the willingness to be here to make sure that it's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, Chris has that, I have that. So um, it's great. made our program. Well, you know, it's made it successful. That's great. That's great. Awesome, awesome. Well, we'll take a short break, and then when we come back, we'll 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 talk some about what this program means to the Morian. Okay, Um, we're we're talking to Matt uh, Piepenbrock. I'm Fred Johnson. This is Vet Artspan. We'll take a short break. Please stay with us. You're listening to a Vet Artspan podcast. Vet Artspan is a project which is a part of Creative Forces, an initiative of the National Endowment for the Arts in partnership with the U.S. Department of Defense and Veteran Affairs and state and local arts agencies. We are back with Matt Piepenbrock here at the Morian Art Center in St. Petersburg, Florida. We've been talking about um, all things art and specific, specifically about the hot shop and glass. Um, we're excited because we're actually going to come back uh, in a month or so and do a whole kind of profile where people will be able to see. It'll be a video presentation where people will be able to see and talk to some of the other vets and other folks that are involved and to continue this conversation with you as well. And in the preliminary conversations that we've had with Chris, Chris said the same thing. It's kind of a, it's a special thing, a, a special kind of guy, you know, that, that, you know, deals in the heat and the fire. And it's, it's attractive to those of us, you know, who are about all things that are a little on the, on the danger curve and a little on that. You really got to be precise. And the, the challenge is a different kind of a challenge. I do think that also, as we continue our conversation, that the scope of understanding the importance of art and really seeing it as an important pathway back to sort of our wholeness as returning veterans and also family members and an opportunity to create bridges between the community at large, which the veteran and the veteran family needs deeply and in such an important way. So from that perspective, Matt, um, what would you say for you and the Morian Center in general? What's important about doing this project for veterans? You know, what's important about this project for veterans is that um, what it does is it, it bridges a lot of a lot of communities. Um, you know, when you look at the arts, and for here at the Morian, um, we do a lot of um, we we are a community arts center. Um, we reach out to a lot of uh, a lot of the schools. Um, we reach out a lot to like the elderly community, and one of the things I noticed was missing was that little chunk in the middle. How do we reach out into new areas, and what's a new area that we can make a difference in? And I think here at the morning, what we like to do is we like to make a positive impact on people's lives, and pretty much that's what art is for us. And this veterans program allows us to do that. 
and it really makes a really deep connection in the community. Um, we're dealing with uh, individuals that you know, at times can feel ostracized from the community. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you're in the military, you get very institutionalized, and then you're released. And then it's just like, then what do you do? Like, where do you find that sense of community? And for a lot of these guys, it's um, the sense of community is what draws them into these programs. Um, sure. It finds a commonality. And it's not... Uh, it's not just uh, you know. It's not just Marines. It's not just Navy. Um, when we walk into the hot shop on Sunday mornings, you'll see Navy, Air Force, Army, Marines all working together, and they all have their own kind of universal language, and they all have different acronyms. And, but it's amazing how that glass becomes their universal language and allows them to cross bridges and um, just amongst themselves, even within the branch of those service members. But then at the same time. It gives them a, a language that they can communicate with the world at large. Mm-hmm. So it allows them a new language. Um, Absolutely. You know, and so that's really, that's really important for us. That's really great. That's really great. And also, one of our most important conversations is around the idea that many veterans um, are first connected to an art link at the VA. Like our James Haley mm-hmm. um, VA Hospital and our Bay Pines Veterans Hospital here, and so one of one of the important roles of uh, our Vet Art Span initiative is to be able to create those connectors, Correct. so that um, it, in both directions, if the veteran uh, is is at the VA and is introduced to a modality of art, and they really connect to that modality of art, when it's time for them to disconnect or come back out into the community, there's a natural link to the Morian Art Center and the many other art centers. Mm-hmm. There's an, and likewise, if there's a veteran who comes to the, the hot shop here and comes to the glass program and, and through that inter- interaction, it's, it, we're able to determine that there might be some benefit in their connection to the VA hospital so that it is really a cooperative and reciprocal um, yes. experience. That's really, really great. Well, listen, thanks for taking the time to uh, share with us your experiences and your um, hotshot leadership here at, uh, at the Morian. We'll, we're going to come back and uh, do a, a, a full kind of little uh, documentary because it's it's really exciting. I mean, just the whole feel and the language. And so we thank you so much and to you and the, your colleagues here at Morian for what you do. Um, we look forward to be soon talking to Chris Stowe. So this gives us the opportunity to hear the Art Center's perspective and the veteran's perspective in terms of their relationship. Matt, thank you so very much. No, thank you, Fred. It was my pleasure. This is Vet Art Span. I'm Fred Johnson. Thanks for sharing time with us. Till next time, be happy, be safe. Take care. Thank you.